Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Bright Lights, it's Angela here, and we are almost there. We are almost to the end of the year. It is an exciting time, a time of celebrations and culminations and reflecting back. But it's also a time when today's topic sneaks upon us maybe the most, and that is control. Now, before we get into this topic, I just want to let you know, if you are looking for last-minute gift ideas, that my books, Time Builder and Career Crisis, are available for sale on Amazon, so you can give the book as a present to someone you think might get a lot out of it. I know many of you have purchased the book as an ebook. And thought that this might be a good offering. I had some requests for hard copies, so I have put Time Builder up on Amazon now. So get that copy for yourself, for a friend, for anyone you think might be served by having it at this time, so that they can go into next year feeling like time is not something controlling them, but rather something they have control of. They can get past the overwhelm and the exhaustion, the busyness that we all are very familiar with, and start to really leverage their time without multitasking, without exhausting themselves, but by being in this more relaxed, more purposeful place. So check it out. All right, control. Control is often associated with confidence, right? Confident and in control. I got this. But that's a lie that we tell ourselves. In fact, needing to be in control is really about fear. Being afraid that we won't get what we quote unquote want that the situation won't unfold the way it is supposed to. And therefore, we need to give it a little nudge by interfering or setting up such strict parameters that we believe nothing can go wrong. We kept it all inside the lines. And we have put so much energy and so much effort into controlling that outcome and controlling the individual actors, meaning other people, who are playing a role in that outcome, that we are actually not enjoying the situation. And we're making everything about the outcome. But happiness lies in the journey. 
the growth happens in the journey. The ahas happen as things unfold. As we go with the flow, as we see other possibilities than what we thought we wanted, and we're able to pivot and get them and be even happier and more successful and have more joy without all the stress of trying to control things, especially around the holidays. We like to tell ourselves that things are supposed to be a certain way. There's a lot of cultural constructs out there around what this ideal celebration looks like, what happy family and friends gathering together looks like, what the perfect gifts look like. And we never stop to say, according to who? Who said this? Why does it have to be that way? Control is really the anti-fun when having fun is really the point of all this. My mother was very much caught up in that, and especially around special events, she could just be a basket case, yelling and screaming and having breakdowns because she had to get it what she thought in her mind was perfect, and she feared being judged as a poor hostess if everything wasn't perfect. But it was a very inauthentic way to celebrate because it didn't reflect what our house really looked like or how we really did things or who we really were. And it took joy away from the guests that came. I remember one time she was so caught up in preparing for dinner and the guests had already come and she yelled at my cousin's husband and he was really offended. And she didn't even realize what she was doing because she was so caught up in him not doing what he was supposed to do, meaning sit in the living room and have a cocktail and appetizers, that she snapped at him. And I don't want that for you. I know that the holidays can bring a lot to head. They can be very stressful. And it's because we're holding on to all these expectations. Instead, I want to invite you to have fun. The holidays are a great time to test this because we're a lot safer in this environment than we are at work. But this works everywhere in your life, not just in terms of special events. Because when you live an achievement-based life and it's all about the outcome, you can get really addicted to getting the win and getting the win and getting the win, to feeling like an utter failure and going into complete despair and self-criticism when you don't get the win. So you have highs and lows and you're never really enjoying any of it. You're not savoring. Instead, I want to invite you to have more fun, to do what feels good to you, to seek the highest level of enjoyment in whatever you are doing. Because when you do that, you release expectations. You let go of what other people may or may not think and needing to get that external validation from them. 
And then you set yourself free. You walk out of the cage that you've put yourself in. And you're able to be fully present in the moment with no expectations and just enjoy what is. And if you think about it, even if you are looking to redirect the course of your life and you're thinking, well, Angela, I need to have some control. If I don't make decisions, if I don't know what I want, if I don't actively seek it, how, how am I going to get it? The truth is, if you want to do something like get a new job, what you have to do is lock into the feeling of what you want. So what is it that you don't like about your old job? Is it that it's a culture that feels judgmental? Is it that you don't feel appreciated? Is it that you feel like there is a glass ceiling holding you back? Is it that you don't like your coworkers? What is it really that's making you unhappy at this job? What I want to challenge you to do, regardless of whether you stay or move on, is to first feel into how you can feel better at work. For example, you might want to say, I'm going to bring in donuts today to surprise and delight everyone. Or I'm going to organize a happy hour. Or I'm going to ask some people to have lunch with me. You're trying to have fun. You're trying to build relationships, even when you don't think you want to, even if you're not sure that this is the right place for you. From a logical place, from a place of the ego, this doesn't seem right at all because what you're thinking is only about your resistance, what you don't like, what you don't want, what you don't feel like doing. So we're going to step past that. Because the ego is the one that needs control. It's the ego that's trying to protect us from outcomes that we fear. Instead, just look to having better energy, to being more positive. Look for ways to give compliments. Look for ways to notice and appreciate the work others are doing. Look to be more grateful for what you do have. Maybe you're working with a fantastic client, or maybe you had an opportunity to do things outside of work with a social network that is working really well, or maybe you got a great project team. Look at that. Appreciate it. Enjoy it. When you do that, When you bring more enthusiasm and more positive energy into the situation, other people start to notice that. Because when we come into a situation with the confirmation bias of they don't like me or it's not fair or this project sucks, that is what we see. That is the filter we have put on. And then, not only did we come in with resistance, but our reactions to everything that goes on, when it's run through that filter, 
only amplifies the negative energy and the resistance and other people, whether they're nice people or jerks, pick up on the resistance and they start pushing back. Like attracts like and it starts to become this push-pull loop of negative energy. And since we've already got the confirmation bias in place about what we believe about the situation, we pick that up and amplify it even more and it just is a vicious cycle of negativity. Instead, when you bring a state of mind of curiosity, when you let go of expectations, when you let go of the need to be in control, when you bring consciously that desire to be positive no matter what, you'll start to see that other people shift in their attitude too, and they start to become more positive. When you look for the good in the situation, that same confirmation bias starts to be your ally, and you start to see more and more of the good things. From that positive energy, things will start to shift in your current job, and you may realize that it is working for you after all and you don't need or want to change or you may start to see more clearly what you're really looking for and show up in a way that brings new opportunities to you so you can find the great new job you've really dreamed of. But it comes from giving up control. Um, working on a project right now where I have a coworker who wants to control everything and had to work with this individual before on a different project. And I found their behavior to be very offensive and disrespectful. And I tended to push back that negative energy because I felt like my contributions, my expertise was not being valued like things that I would do were getting undone. And it just was a really tough situation because this person was so proving, proving what they could do of being in that energy of, I can do it. Look what I did. See my accomplishments. That was something they needed. And so when I found out that I was going to have this person on my team again for this new project, at first I was kind of filled with dread because I thought, this again, right? I don't need or want this energy. It's not productive. It doesn't support collaboration. It doesn't build trust among the different people on the team. But what I started to do differently this time was just to not be available for the way they wanted to control things and not to need to be in control myself. Because looking back on the previous situation, I saw that their need to control and desire to prove made me then feel that I had to prove my worth. And it created this tug of war dynamic. And I noticed that everyone on the team was doing that. Everybody was proving, proving, proving because everyone was getting caught up in this negative energy cycle. By letting go of that need to prove, I could break the cycle. I am letting this person go through their process and their process is about working too hard, 
endlessly iterating, showing up for meetings that they don't need to be at just so they can be part of everything that's going on. And I'm just letting it go. And I'm saying, you can do that, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to stay at the office until one in the morning because you can't make decisions and we can't finish the work we need to do for the presentation the next day. I'm going to do my part and I'm going to leave. I relinquish control and you can have all of it. Have fun with that. Work yourself into the ground. Exhaust yourself. Have all the stress in the world, but I'm not available for it. And just doing that has given us a remarkable shift. In prepping for a recent workshop, this person was really, really, really doing far more work than was needed, was very invested in what they had come up with as ideas, very resistant to any criticism or observations about what had been produced or how to make it better. And I just let it go. I asked questions. So I stayed in that curiosity mindset, but I didn't push a particular agenda. When I asked the questions, the control freak, of course, was in resistance, but the rest of the team was not. It allowed others to chime in to say that they agreed with me about the things that could be improved, to start throwing out suggestions for ways it could be better, to really collaborate and be positive, to actually notice that this person's work style leads them to overcomplicate everything they do, to manufacture work Not only is much of it not necessary, getting so caught up in process makes you lose sight of the big picture. So we're able to much more quickly pivot to the big picture, get everyone collaborating, be in that curiosity mindset, ask ourselves, what do we really need to get out of our client in this workshop instead of doing process for the sake of process? And we had amazing workshops, got so much valuable information. Don't be like my coworker. Don't exhaust yourself, create stress and drama. Don't take it personally when everybody doesn't love what you do because you're so hooked into external validation. Let go of all of that. Bring your passion to the table. Bring your ability to question and experiment and play and have fun. We are a creative profession and creativity is rooted in not knowing. You cannot be creative and control at the same time because they are opposite, opposites. If you really want your creativity to bloom, you have to realize that it is rooted in the unknown. It is rooted in discovery. It is rooted in asking the question. It is rooted in failing, in ruling out possibilities, but being willing to move forward. I hope you have an amazing holiday celebration. Merry Christmas. I hope you had a great Hanukkah if you celebrate that. Welcome you into 2022 in the best energy, in positive fun. 
to go forward in anticipation and excitement about what's possible for you. I will be podcasting next week, but this will be the podcast for this week's wishing you so many blessings in your life that you truly can enjoy the time that you are spending with the people you value the most and love the most and that you get out of the energy of what celebration is supposed to look like. Don't worry about finding the perfect gifts. Just focus on love and happiness and enjoyment. Take care, everyone. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired.